Curiocast Podcast Emporium. Biff. Pal. Shroom. Hello, fools. It's I, the all-powerful Dr. Fortnite. Thanks to the cosmic alignment of all the essential planets into this glorious syzygy, I am now all-powerful for exactly one fortnight. And I am going to become Emperor of the Universe. And that is why I have taken over all communication devices, all of your iPods, all of your Zunes. And I am warning you that there is nothing you can do. Unless, uh, this is impossible, but unless somebody talks about six fictional doctors over the course of this entire fortnight, I will get progressively weaker with each fictional doctor discussed. But that's impossible. It just, it's not going to happen. The odds of it are just astronomical. I will not be defeated. Welcome to Alphabet Flood, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests and we talk about the characters we all know and love and have forgotten as well. With me today, for the second week, it's Michael M. Raider! He's back! It's Michael M. Raider, everybody's favorite guest! Yeah, so... This week and next week, we're going to be talking about doctors. It's going to be a fortnight of doctors. A fort, a whole fortnight of doctors. Yeah, yeah, a whole fortnight. Two, That's two weeks worth of doctors. We, and these are Marvel doctors, so like they're doctors of everything. They've got Doctor Doom, Doctor Feelgood. Some know him as oh, he doesn't have any alternative identities. Okay, uh, he he's. He's buff. Oh, I know. I, ooh, ooh, I know this one. I know this one. He, he doesn't have a full shirt. He knows how to psychoanalyze people. He's Doc Samson. Ba, 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 Doctor Samson. That would be the Hulk psychoanalyst at times. Also, she Hulk's occasional psychoanalyst. He had a very great. Well, first let's do. Let's talk about him in general. Then we can get into specifics because. I have affection for this character. His real name is Leonard Sampson. I mean, that's already a pretty great last name to start with. Like, I mean, you know you're going to be doing something pretty good if your last name is Sampson. I like the illusion, because he's a big, strong, tough guy with long hair. I mean, that's that's some real good uh, biblical illusioning there. And if you don't know, Sampson was basically blessed by God to... Basically be a super, Mm -hmm. like an ubermensch. He had to follow all Nazarene law, uh, and part of that law was cutting his hair. Another part of that law was not eating honey out of a dead lion's carcass. Uh, So it was kind of a three strikes rule. I mean, who did Right, I mean, exactly. We all done that. You just see a dead lion lying on the side of the road and see some bees inside of it. You're going to peek in there and see if there's some honey. Okay, did you ever, do you, have you watched Hannibal? Uh, like the one episode. Oh, well, there's a great episode at this, and it's a beautiful episode, like all the episodes, where the murder, a person was making people mm. into beehives, like, 
like you'd split the spine open and everything and like use a rib cage to like kind of hold the honeycombs and stuff together. But like it was and it was it's real cool. Uh, so I mean, I do that sometimes. I got I got inspiration. I would say it definitely. I mean, from what little I saw of Hannibal, it definitely had the most aesthetic murder scenes uh, of anything I've ever seen. But you know who else is a who who is a psychiatrist? Uh, would it be Doctor Doc Samson? Now, I mean, wait, is he is he ever called Doctor Samson? I can't remember because yeah, it's usually just Doc Sam- Samson. Well, I feel like he has his guns are too big. Mm, good point. To be called Doctor Samson. That's true. And once you grow green hair, I mean, you've got to keep up with the brevity thing. Well, uh, he's six six. Well, that's pretty good. Pretty good size. Yeah. Bit taller than me. He's uh, three hundred and eighty pounds. A bit heavier than me too. Yeah, I mean, and all that's muscle because he's cut. So ripped. <laughs> he could lift up 25 tons under optimal conditions. Now, what are optimal conditions? I mean, is that weather or health or, I mean, does it specify? I feel like it's whenever he, you know, he's feeling himself. Like, right, well, right. So, I mean, know? some of like, it's, it's mental like... health. Like, I mean, he's having a good day. He's not, you know, feeling discouraged. Yeah. And you know, maybe maybe he uh maybe he got a swole on before the fight and it's just right, like, man, right. my muscles are so great right, right now. And I mean he ate he ate a good bowl of oatmeal for breakfast. Like his okay, so his superpowers. It should say Yeah, I I mean that that's what I would strength, guess. Right? Right. It endurance and resistance. Um Really. But it goes in a lot of detail about how he turned into a big buff dude from gamma radiation. Yeah, gamma radiation, because I remember reading the his origin issue. He was actually a villain at first, because he went kind of crazy from the gamma radiation and the Hulk had to stop him. If I remember correctly. Well, speaking of the first issue he was in, mm-hmm. it was called His Name Is Samson. It was the Incredible Hulk. 141 and it was released in june 1971 so he's been around for a long time yeah he has been uh the writer was roy thomas would that be rascally roy thomas yes it would be uh it was drawn by john servin severin severin oh this is before roy Wait, did, was Roy Thomas an editor? Am I thinking of the right yeah, this, person? This is, yeah, when Roy Thomas was the editor, uh, like, lead editor by the 1970s, uh, Stanley had kind of stepped back. Yeah, this is probably, this is right before he became editor, because Stanley's the editor for this one. Because it's so. But yeah, he's been around for a long time, and he's been in a lot of very interesting situations because of that. Um, well, apparently he can lift, he can leap... 580 feet straight in the air, and his long jump is nine 910 feet. Yeah, those numbers are so specific. Yeah, I don't really like it too much. <laughs> like, I'm a big advocate of, like, the person doing the official handbook of the Marvel Universe just making, making stuff up, if it's not known. But, like, I feel like there's a middle ground between being hyper-super-specific and being, like, presumably. There's a, there's a thing in between. I think you two. could say about 600 feet. I don't think yeah. you have to say 580 feet. Yeah, you could say about this, or it's reported mm-hmm. that he could do about this much. I feel like you could do in between, because I feel like if you put numbers to it, like specific numbers, it demystifies it. And if you put exactly. 
But if you don't put, like, but if you just say presumably, then you're just not trying. Well, see, and here's here's where my mind goes. I think non-canonical when I see a number that specific, because n- nowhere in the comic, I'm going I'm to guess it does not say in the comics that he jumps exactly 580 vertical feet. I- I'm going to guess that never happens in the comics. So if they're just making it up, what else are they making up? It, it throws exactly. the whole thing into doubt for me. Well, well, there was this one point that made me just, like, not angry, per se, but just, uh, like, a little miffed, where it was a Contemplator episode, I don't know if you listen to that one, but he is a Elder of the Universe who's basically a Space Buddha. Right. And it says at one point, his strength level, it's not known what his strength level is, but presumably <laughs> he can use his mental, uh, mental energies to make himself stronger. Why presume that? I mean, so you're just extrapolating from what you kind of know about him? Seems suspicious. But, like, without actually say, But, you know, whatever. We're just being big, dumb nerds right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna say that I'm, I'm gonna take it with a grain of salt. Whatever, yeah. whatever this book says. Well, you should, because comic book character strikes go... They're very, <laughs> not that consistent what? most of the time. What? Yeah. They, they're not set in stone? They're not. So the psychiatrist, Dr. Leonard Sampson, came to General Thunderbolt Ross, who is now Red Hulk. He's in the fantastic series at the moment, U.S. Avengers, uh, where I he... I haven't read that. Well, you should read it. It's real fun. It's a continuation of the new uh, Avengers that came out. Not Sunspot. No, Sunspot. Sorry, I get Sunspot and Sunfire mixed up a lot. Oh, everybody does. Yeah, but uh, Sunspot is leading a team uh, of uh, of people in the American intelligence uh, um, mechanism. It's AIM, but it's like American. Oh, right, right. It's AIM, because uh, he took over AIM. And all the AIM people, they're still in the beehive thing, but they're red, white, and blue. <laughs> and all of their, all their <laughs> costumes awesome. are red, white, blue. And it's real good. I like it a lot. Now, okay, so that's the that's the series of comics that had, like, the variant covers for each state, right? Yes. Which, you know what? They had to dig real deep, because the only person who's yes. from Kentucky is <laughs> Cannonball. He's the only person. Yeah, yeah. And, like, North Dakota was uh, with Jack of the Hearts or something. Like, it, yeah, they... they dug deep they they have to dig deep from like middle america in the south mm-hmm. most of the time mm-hmm. i wonder did someone get carnage uh no nobody got carnage i do remember though that um let's see nebraska's um shoot i can't remember his name but he's a gay man and i thought that was awesome well oh the great thing about uh the u.s avengers also is all most of them are immigrant section oh that's true yeah a lot of aliens. Well, yeah, well like, Literally not even a lot of aliens. It's just, like, there's a Japanese-American. Uh, um, right. I think the only, like, like red-blooded American is Squirrel Girl on there. Everyone else is uh, either. So, because uh, right. Sunspot is from Brazil. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, he's Brazilian. So, and, well, Cannonball's also. I mean, he's from real America, though. Well, yeah. Well, and I was thinking of, like, when I said aliens, I was thinking of, like, uh, Th- Thor- for, I think it was Arizona. Although I don't know if Midgard counts as an alien. I, I'm not going to get into it. That's Well, but uh, speaking of 
things. Uh, he basically just got transformed by gamma radiation and was just like, yo, beat up Hulk and maybe psychoanalyze him a little bit. And I think, I think there was a little bit of him, uh, macking on Betsy, uh, Betsy Ross as well. Oh, yeah, of well. course. Of course, I yeah. Think that, I think Hulk was a little bit threatened by Doc Sampson hitting on her. Here's the one he has for the main costume. Okay. All right. So we've got a, uh, it's very red. Um, and it's got a very, very deep plunging neckline that leaves very little to the imagination. Uh, you see the definition of his pectoral muscles. Um, but it's, it's also a little baggy, which is weird. It's like tight and baggy and revealing all at the same time. And then he's got a big old white belt around the uh, waist. Very big belt. it's 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 very much like a wrestling belt. Yeah, it it does look like he just won uh Royal Rumble. <laughs> Here's the uh real dumb costume that he I think debuted with. Your video froze. I don't see. Oh wait, there we go. All right. So now we have I mean kind of the costume that I associate with Doc Sampson now. Uh you know, he's got the he's got the long green hair, he's got the red shirt and the thunderbolt across it, uh and you know, tight blue plant pants and yellow boots. Uh, pirate boots. Don't forget that. They're not as pronounced boots. as other pirate boots, but they're <laughs> pirate boots. Yeah, it's important. It's important that you well, point yeah. out that they have pirate boots cuz well, I mean that I, is very different I from like your the, average boot. I like the pirate boots. You know, this was an era mm-hmm. of pirate boots instead of those like athletic boots that were right. that they tend to sport now. Which I well, I also like the athletic boots look, but I feel like the pirate boots was from a very specific era. Which what I'm saying is, uh, stop making Captain America not saying give him back pirate boots. I hope you're listening, Marvel. Steve Rogers never being Captain America again. Yeah, I mean that is fine. I, I'm also okay with Sam Wilson being the official Captain America indefinitely. I mean, we didn't we didn't need. Steve to you know become young again i was happy with i was happy when he was old uh, then the cosmic cube had to come and ruin Honestly, everything i felt like the whole uh i feel like the whole um nazi adjacent uh captain america thing mm-hmm. oh steve rogers would have been better if he was an old man yeah i, I agree uh but duck sampson so let's say actually no we don't need to give him a job he already has a job <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of handy. I mean, a lot of superheroes don't have that. They don't have that, like, you know, steady source of income. But yeah, Doc Samson's got that. Yeah, he's just a buff psychiatrist. Like, if he doesn't want to be a superhero or supervillain, he could just be a buff psychiatrist, which is kind of cool. Well, that's also a case where it's not like he gets a really unfair advantage in his job from his superpowers. Like, being super ripped does not actually make him a better psychoanalyst. So, you know, it, it's kind of uh, more fair uh, in my mind. My my favorite story with him at, at the moment, it was actually written by Scott Aukerman. It was in The Secret Wars. Uh, I think it was a war journal okay. where it's just Doc Sampson in the Greenland, which is the gamma-radiated uh, land of hulks. Okay. And his job is basically just to, you know, like, hey, calm down a little bit. <laughs> just trying to get them all you to know? chill out. Yeah, just trying to get him to chill out. Like, he's just, uh, you know, he's just, he's a psychiatrist. Like, he's not even like a superhero or anything. He's just a psychiatrist. And, and the, the, and the twist on it, because there's a twist in oh, all of the battle worlds, is the one he was talking to in that story mm-hmm. was Peter Parker. But he was a Hulk, because everyone's a Hulk. Oh, well, of course. In the Greenlands. <laughs> 
By the so way, this is going to be like my one millionth reminder. Read the Secret Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta agree with I I haven't read all of the Secret Wars stuff, but most of it is gold. Most of it is real great, mm-hmm. and I cannot, and like, I literally cannot say that about any other event. And we probably talked about, we probably talked about this the last time I was on, but, uh, uh Modoc Assassin is probably the best thing that came out of, uh, the Secret Wars. Uh, Siege. That was real good. You get to see a bunch of Scott Summers get killed. <laughs> Like, what else can you- What what else do you want? What else do you want? And also the main, the main story is pretty good. You get to see Cyclops- yeah, Oh yeah. I don't know what- I mean, <laughs> You get to see Cyclops get, like, melted in the <laughs> dust when, when he was stepping up to God Emperor Doom. Also, speaking of God Emperor Doom, may he reign always. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess plugs? Oh, okay. Uh, so I have a podcast called Wings! Uh, a sincere wings podcast, um, where I and a guest, uh, talk about an episode of wings that we may or may not have watched. Uh, and I also have another podcast that will be coming out fairly soon, uh, called We'll Get It Right Next Year, an adventure in cinema, uh, where I and Ryan Lynch of, um, of divisive issues, uh, tr- we're going to spend a year trying to figure out what happens in the movie We Bought a Zoo. Uh, so we are in a total information quarantine and we're not allowed to uh, look up any information about it. But we are trying to reconstruct the entire plot of a movie over the course of a year. And then at the end of the year, we're going to watch that movie and see how close we got. And I would like to mention this just because it's the millionth time I'm going to mention it. Eventually, me and Michael are going to talk about <laughs> anthropomorphic cows. One of these days. In a podcast. On a podcast called Up on the Mesa, you know, when that happens. Up on the Mesa! Yeah, and I mean, if we ever do that, you can hear me do that every episode. Every episode, you can hear me go, Up on the Mesa! Yeah, and we're gonna, it's a faux anthropological look at the world of Mesa. One of these days. So, yeah, that's a plug for something that's <laughs> gonna happen in the future. Cause I'm not gonna let it die, I still wanna do this. <laughs> this is Jesse, I have a podcast called Turn to Page, which is a Choose Your Own Adventure book podcast, where I read mm-hmm. a choose your own adventure book and, and you can hear me there every it. now and then and if i plan this out right which i'm pretty sure i did michael and jody awesome. should be talking about a lost ninja i think i have that planned out right and, uh, i also have a podcast called random sampling which you can hear me and carrie talk about random stuff that pops an up eternal on delight i would say um i yeah, I like it a lot. I put a lot of work into the Number Stations episode. You should definitely listen to that one. Um, please. <laughs> it's real hard for me to uh, edit stuff like Number Stations because that stuff puts me to sleep. So I was so I had to keep on waking myself up, which is why you should support me on Patreon. Hey, hey, listeners, listeners, support Jesse on Patreon, please. Please send him a little money. He, he needs a little, a little bit, just a little bit of money, just, just a little bit, just a little bit. You know, just a meager amount. Or you can support me by rating, reviewing, subscribing, doing all that podcast stuff. Uh, look out for me on my socials, such as uh, Alphabet Flight and at Alf- Alphabet Flight page on Facebook and at Alpha Flight Pod on Twitter. You can also support me by buying a t-shirt from the Redbubble store, which hopefully, maybe sometime, we will have some 
merch for Alphabet Flight because we currently don't. Tell a friend about Alphabet Flight. If you know a friend that likes uh, comic books and nerdy things, or even if they don't, I think they might still enjoy this. The artwork is done by Ryan Healy, uh, and this has been Alphabet Flight. May Contra protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. See ya!